Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. To all the men, to all the fathers, I put a tribute together for you, and I hope that it ministers and touches your heart today. In a world that belittles, that makes jokes off, that mocks and laughs and ridicules men, we tell the devil today to get behind us. Come on. We honor the fathers, we honor the sons, we honor the men in this here house this day. I honor you men today who have worked hard, who have made sacrifices over the short haul, as well as the long haul, for the wives and families that God has entrusted to you, to all the men who have had to work overtime, at times two and three jobs, to support their families, to pave the way for the generations to come so they could succeed in their future. We honor you this day. To all the men and fathers who have tried with all their hearts to serve their wives and families, and yet at times you feel it's not always appreciated or even noticed. We honor you this day and declare God has noticed it and we say your labor of love, guys, has not been in vain. To all the fathers and men who love God and yet you feel inferior to uh, at times to other Christians because of your lack of education or giftedness, we affirm God's acceptance and affirmation upon you, sir, and this day and we say you're the best gift to all of us today. To all the dads who have daily led your families in devotions, prayed with your spouse and children, and to all the ones who have not, but wish they had and even desired but were not able because of the limitations, busyness, because of the tiredness, we say we honor you this day. We bless you this day. To all the dads who have stayed the course and been faithful to your spouse, to your family, to God, we say honor and favor to you this day. To all the dads who have missed the mark, those that have fallen short and caused pain possibly to the family, whether through a a personal struggle, an addiction, or a hindrance that has come, we say God's forgiveness is rich towards you today, and we release his forgiveness upon you that also decree that better days are ahead for you, better days are ahead for your family, and we say freedom from the blood of the cross to you this day, We call the things that be not as though they are, and we say you're righteous, you're favored, you're blessed, you're anointed, your future is bright, and your decisions and changes that you long for inside, sir, they're coming your way. To all the dads who have stayed connected to your spouse and children over the long haul, to the senior dads, we say we honor you today. To the middle-aged dads, we say we honor you brand new dads today as well, and we honor this day upon you. To all the dads, we say that may your latter years be blessed, may your joy be doubled, may your future see the salvation of God, and may you see and experience his favor in an unprecedented and unparalleled way today. To all the dads who became stepfathers from remarriage, adoption. We say that we're proud of you for taking the precious children into your care, to your life, and investing your life into them daily by your example, prayer, your validation of them, your affirmation of them, 
and the love of God towards them. For all the men who desired to have children, but for whatever reason were not able to, yet you poured into your brothers, you poured into your sisters, to your nephews, to your nieces, to your students, to your neighbors, and the children's ministry here at WCF because you cared for them. You have influenced these young lives in ways that you may not know, but the ones you poured into, they sure have known. For all the fathers who have put their dreams and desires aside unselfishly to see their families' needs, education, and future blessed, we say honor to you this day. And to all the fathers who have shown forgiveness to those that have caused them great and deep pain, we say honor to you this day. To all the dads who have had incredible compassion, affection, and dedication towards those who have messed up their lives badly, we say we honor you this day. And to all the fathers, to all the single dads, to all the stepdads who have protected your families from enemies, evil companionships, and compromising ways, but have chose to lead your families in the ways of God, we say honor to you this day. And finally, to all the dads that are here today, we say relax, be refreshed, enjoy the time, be renewed. This is a day God set aside for you to let you know that you're a blessing to our lives. Let's give God thanks for them all today. Amen. A story to get all of our attention today, because many of us here are my age and older, and there was a car called the XGE. They want to put a picture. How many remember that their car, the Jaguar, the 12-cylinder? There's a little story behind this here that I want to bring that I think is going to start the service on where we're going in the next 15 minutes. So we want to get you all out of here on time, 15, 20 minutes. A story years ago that I heard that actually stuck with me was a young man he was very successful, and he was an executive corporately, and his name was Josh. He was traveling actually down a Chicago neighborhood street. He was going a bit too fast in his new sleek black 12-cylinder uh, Jaguar XKE, very similar to the one that you see up there, which was only two months old when he had had it. He was watching for kids darting out from between, uh, darting out from between the cars and slowed down when he thought he saw something. And as his car passed, no child darted out, but a brick sailed out, and it went whoop, it hit the side of his car into the Jag's shiny, shiny black side door. Interesting, he screeched, hit his brakes, he slammed, the gears ground into reverse, and tires spun the Jaguar back to the spot where the brick had been thrown. Josh jumped out of the car, and he grabbed the kid and pushed him up against the parked car. He shouted at the kid, what was all that all about, and who are you, and just what the heck are you doing, building up a head of steam, blowing it all off? He went on, that's my new Jag. That brick is going to cost you a lot of money. Why'd you throw it, kid? Why'd you throw it? And he said, please, mister, please, I'm sorry. I didn't know what else to do, pleaded the youngster. I threw the brick because no one else would stop. Tears were dripping down the boy's chin as he pointed around the parked car it's my brother, sir. It's my brother. He said he rolled off the curb and fell out of his wheelchair. I can't lift him up. Sobbing, the boy asked the executive, would you please help me get him back into his wheelchair? He's hurting. He's too heavy for me. Move beyond words. The young executive tried desperately to swallow the rapidly swelling lump in his throat. Straining, he lifted up the young man back into the wheelchair and took out his handkerchief and wiped the scrapes and cuts. Checking to see that everything was going to be okay, 
He then watched the younger brother push him down the street towards their home. It was a long way back to a sleek black, shining 12-cylinder Jaguar XKE. A long, slow walk, and Josh never did fix the side door of his Jaguar. He kept the dent to remind him not to go through life so fast that someone has to throw a brick at him to get his attention. Some bricks are softer than others, and they feel for the bricks of life coming at you for all the negative things we have said there, say to ourselves, how many know God has a positive answer for our life? I say all that to go in and in these closing moments of Father's Day today, I want to state something about the men and speak to them specifically here at WCF. It's very important to me to say what I'm going to say today. In James, the Bible says, don't be misled, don't be deceived. It said, my dear brothers and sisters, whatever is good and perfect comes down from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens, and he never changes our cast shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word, and we out of all creation became his prized possession. We see also in Matthew 7 that says, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to them that ask him? I want to say to the men of WCF, we have good fathers in this here house. We have good men in this here house. I'll say it again. We have good men in this here house. And there's men that I've known over the last 34 years that have become friends of mine. And I can speak about almost the majority, probably 90% of the men that are here. I can speak about some of the new fathers. I can speak about men that I've met on Encounter Weekends and have connected with them. And they became very close to me over the years. But I want to speak about Joe Zacker, Nello Paolini, Ed Bernard, Pastor Luke Lebeth, Pastor David, Pastor Brian, all these men, I have watched them sacrifice, prayed, believed, and sown into their children and now grandchildren. And these are not just ordinary men. These are extraordinary men. They're good men. They've been great fathers. They've been great associates. They've been great lovers. And they've been great encouragements to me and Kathy over these here years. The second one I want to talk about for just a moment is a merciful father. And we know from the prodigal son that the merciful father was on the road. And when he saw his son at a distance off, the Bible says in Luke 15, he had compassion on his son. Oftentimes, men are stereotyped as harsh, as insensitive and calloused. And I'm sure that's probably true to an extent. There may be some, uh, but it's definitely not the majority of the men at WCF. But I have seen them incredibly merciful. I've seen them incredibly forgiving. I've seen them incredibly willing to do what is right to the men of WCF. They're principled, they're righteous, they're honoring, and they're faithful men. Mercy is something that really describes to me the men of WCF. Micah chapter 6 verse 8 says that God says, what is it that he requires of us? What is it that he expects out of us? What is our obligation of us? It's number one is to do justly, to be fair, to treat people equally, to treat people right, to treat people with dignity and respect. But it's also not just that. It's to do what's right, to love mercy. Everybody say, love mercy. And, to do, and walk humbly before our God. That's the calling of God. And there's men that are inside this room, the men of WCF. We honor you today. You've walked through many bumps and many storms and hits in your life. And I've been there at some of the pivotal times inside of your life. 
but I've also been there in Pittsville when you were at your very lowest. I've been there with men in some of the most uh, horrific circumstances of life, and I won't get into all the details of those their time, but I've been them in their place of pain. I've been there in their place of betrayal. I've been there in their place when they have helped the addiction, the one that they were married to, and that one came up with an addiction, and I've been there with them when they picked them up out of the gutter and brought them back home. I've been there with them when they've comforted the broken inside of their lives. And so I say to the men at WCF, we commend you. And maybe today you as a man are here today, a father, a husband, and you feel that maybe you're a write-off. But let me just tell you, you're not a write-off to God, and you're not a write-off to me or one another. But God believes in you, and so do we at WCF. And you may be knocked down, sir. You may be knocked down, my friend. But I'm going to tell you, you're still breathing. You're still in the race. You might be knocked down. And God has a plan for your life, and we're here to pick you back up. We're here to get you back on that path and set you on a new path with God that you can follow. And we'll be along there as your cheerleaders. We'll be along there as your support system to help you through those bumps. Father of multitudes, we know that Abraham, God changed his name from Abraham to Abraham, the father of multitudes. We see over here in the scriptures, I look back over these many decades, and I look at the children and how we prayed for them that God would bring godly spouses their way. And now he's answered that to our lives. And today we have 12 sons and 12 daughter-in-laws. I mean, all together, you count them, the sons, three sons and three daughters that are all married. So now there's 12 of them all in the household. But now they brought 16 now grandkids. And we heard the other good news that our one son is trying to have children. So we believe we could have 30, 35 before it's all said and done. But just think, just amen. And they're here today saying, oh, Dad, you're crazy. I state all that because that's our heritage. And you know, in 10 years, the ages that the grandchildren are coming to today, that number could double, that number could triple within 10 years and see the heritage and see what God has. I look at my friend, Pastor Brian and Lynn on the front row, the two of them, and how they brought Brianne, how they brought Bethany and Brooklyn and Brittany and Olivia and Judah and Jonathan and how their greatest desire and heart was always for their kids and the sacrifices that I've seen them make and the love that they have for their kids and they're here today and we're just honored to be a small part of, of that investment into them because they're wholesome families and, but I'll never forgive him because he had seven kids and I only had six, amen? So anyway, no, those were teasing on that. But also we want to be fathers who bless their children you know, this is something that is very huge to Kathy. It's something very huge to me. And I believe as all of us as men in this here room, it's so important that we bless the next generation. My mentor, Dr. Larry Stocks, who I'll be with on Tuesday, he made a statement one time. He said, the greatest thing we can do to the next generation that's coming up is be a spirit of encouragement to them. He said, when, Moshua, when, when uh, Moses turned the mantle over to his son Joshua, his spiritual son, and he said to him, he said, be strong and of good courage. He gave him that encouragement that he needed. And we know that Joshua faced it unparalleled and unprecedented battles. But I'm sure it was the encouragement of his mentor, his spiritual father, 
that brought him through that, that time. Now look at it, and if I start naming them, there's so many of my spiritual sons that I'm so honored to impart into their lives. Some that I have mentioned, Mike that's on me today, Mike Hill that's with us, and so many others that I could share about them, Brian Travail, and so many others. And I'm, I know that I'm not mentioning all by any means at all, but these are people that we have invested into, and I'm very, very proud of each one of them. But what I've recognized is it's that Jacob crossed his arms as he reached out to lay his hands on the boy's head. And that was Ephraim, the one that said, God has blessed me, God has prospered me in the land. And the other one's name was Manasseh. And Joseph, many of you know, was betrayed by his own flesh and blood brothers. We saw that they actually sold him into slavery. We saw what he did. God took him from the pit to the palace because he kept his heart right and he kept the vision and the hope that God had given him. But we see that this God of Abraham that it shared, the God of Isaac, this God of Jacob, was more than just a generation, but it was for generations to come. And in every one of the cases, we saw that they all had affirming language towards their offspring. I believe our words are need to be there to approve, but also our words need to affirm, not just because of what they do, but because they who they are as a child of God. Our words need to commend. Our words need to compliment and it's so easy today to become critical. It's so easy today to become negative and speak uh, evil, critical, negative words towards one another. But we need, as men, and we need to give it, but also, also be willing to receive it. They need words that specifically speak of love and speak of affection. Words that invoke hope and words that invoke confidence into them. How many know courage literally means putting courage in? To encourage one literally means to put a spirit of courage into them, and that's exactly what Moses did to Joshua. Words that answer in pain and disappointment, not with frustration and anger, but with support and with faith that we believe that things could change. The book of Numbers 6.24 says, this is the blessing God ordained that the priest of Israel used to what? To speak blessings in his name over their children to the children of Israel. Amazingly, in Genesis 14, when we see the story, we read about Melchizedek, the, cha, the king of Salem, the blessed Abraham, saying, blessed be Abraham, the God, the Most High, the creator of heaven and earth. And by blessing Abraham, Melchizedek not only spoke prosperity and favor upon Abraham in that day, but also upon the generational legacy in the days to come. I wish I had time to develop this so much further, but we see something in the first generation. It says that Abraham became wealthy. The scripture says in Genesis 24, 35, the Lord has blessed my master abundantly and has become, and he has become wealthy. And then we look at the second generation with Isaac. And amazingly, he sold in the time of famine, as many have even done in the Abba offering today. But it teaches us over here that Isaac planted crops in that land and in the same year, he reaped a hundredfold. Nobody else wanted to pour in there. Nobody else wanted to put soil. They all wanted to leave. They all wanted to go to something better. But Isaac obeyed the instruction of God. And interesting enough, the Bible says that God blessed him a hundredfold because the Lord had blessed him. The man became rich, and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. And then in the third generation, we see Jacob... Jacob was exceedingly prosperous. 
The scripture says in Genesis 30, 43, in this way, the man Jacob grew exceedingly prosperous and came to own large flocks and maidservants and men servants and camels and donkeys. So we can see this passed on in three generations. But truthfully, it doesn't stop there because the fourth generation was Joseph. And Joseph both fathered Pharaoh, but also became the leader in Egypt. It said, he that the Lord made, Joseph, father to Pharaoh. This is in Genesis 45, 8. It said, Lord of his entire household and ruler over the land of Egypt. We see in the fourth generation that God not only prospered financially, but he promoted and he put them in a high place. Because the word prosperity means that things would go well with you from generation to generation. And he became the father of Pharaoh, the strongest of the world leaders of that time. And he was given a wife, okay, by, by Pharaoh. And, and this wife gave him two incredible children, and their names were Ephraim and Manasseh. So for the fifth generation that we see now passed down, we see of all the tribes and the numbering of those tribes, the two most fruitful ones of all was Ephraim and Manasseh. As a matter of fact, it actually says in Numbers 26, 34, and 37, these are the clans of Manasseh. The number were 52,700 of all the siblings that came forth. Can you say amen? And then in Manasseh, we can, or Ephraim, it means that they were numbered 32,500. We noticed that the blessing never diminished, but the blessing of God that came down was from generation to generation to generation. And, and, and I just want to just state this about us that are here today. What we're releasing into the generations is going to produce and bring far more fruit than we'd ever dreamed of. Can you say amen today? That's how God sees it. When God speaks of his covenant, he's the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, but he's also the God of our fathers today. My daddy left me a, a, a rich inheritance, but he left me an inheritance of integrity. He left me an inheritance of love for people. He left me an inheritance that every person that we come in contact is of great value, is of honor to him, and we brought that out now today. So we see the last one, there's two more real quickly, is an exemplary father. Everybody say exemplary. That's one that's an imitation, worthy of, of imitation. One that we would say is commendable. The other day I went to the funeral of my friend Mark Hazard in, in Wallaceburg, Ontario. And at 2 o'clock in the afternoon it took 45 minutes to get up to the front where Mrs. Hazard was. She's a woman of integrity as well as daddy, and they left that into their children, and now the children's children and seeing them flow. Integrity means wholeness. Integrity means entireness. And it's taken from the root word meaning intact, untouched, and entire. We can see something of Jesus that said in the message of salvation, we have the message of deliverance, the message of wholeness, but it's also the word sozo that has the meaning from the same root word of integrity and wholeness. In the simplest language, I want to state that there are many good men with incredible integrity inside of this here room. That not only their words, but also their deeds line up with their lifestyle. They are unified. People of integrity have nothing to hide, nothing to fear. Their lives are an open book today. I recognize that WCF has been in this city over 35, 35 years this fall, and we've earned a strong reputation for known for our integrity, 
We've been known for our godliness. We've been known to pay our bills on time. And we have a good reputation within the community as well as with outside in the community. I've recognized that that came by three decisions that we made at the very beginning of this house that we're going to make the right choices and right decisions. We're going to be consistent. We're not going to be up one day and down the next. We're going to consistently invest, consistently sow, consistently be generous, consistently serve, and continue to be a blessing. And finally, we're not going to take the credit. We're not afraid to recognize others for their efforts and contribution to the successes that we had. Years ago in Germany, in a book by Andrew, uh, answered by R.C. Sproul, he tells of a young Jewish boy that grew up in a German family in the early 1800s, and he actually lived from 1818 to 1883. This young boy had a profound admiration for his father, who saw it in the family life revolved around the religious practices of their faith. And as the father, he took his family to the synagogue on a weekly basis. In his teens, the young man's family was forced to move to another German town around uh, another German town that had no synagogue, but only a Lutheran church. The community and all the people revolved around the Lutheran church. And one day, the father announced to the family that they were going to be abandoning their Jewish traditions and join the Lutheran church, which absolutely shocked the family as well as this young man, the son. When asked why, the father explained that it would be good for his business, and the young teenager was bewildered and confused and over time became very bittered and very angered that actually plagued this young man the rest of his life. A few years later, he went to England to study, and each day he found him at the British Museum formulating his ideas and writing a book. He introduced a new movement that was designed to change the world and titled his writing, The Opiate for the Masses, in which he challenged his followers to a life without God. His name was Karl Marx, the founder of the Communist Party that has impacted the planet that we live in today. His father's lack of integrity in letting the standards down significantly inflected the young boy. But let me just say this here right now. To the men of WCF, you're integrist. To the men of WCF, I see you as integrist in your marriages, integrist with your finance you was dealing, and integrity is a lifestyle for you. It's not an option inside of your life. <coughs> and everybody said, Amen. the final thing is an adopted father, and I want to use the illustration of Mordecai, an incredible man, a stepfather. And to those fathers that are here today that are stepfathers, foster dads, adopted dads, and have taken children in, and some of you had your own, and some of you took someone else's out here. To the men of WCF that have sacrificed, and, and just recently are ones that have taken children in to to Craig and Renee Patterson and Brent Patterson, that his life was so changed on an encounter weekend. They saw where he was falling apart and brought it together. He's become an incredible father and dad, as well as to Jay Bullio and Denise when tragedy hit their family and a loved one died, and they took that little two-year-old boy into them as their own son today. These are the heroes of WCF and many others. To all those that have been the foster parents and the number one church in the community that has taken in kids and taken in the children that many others didn't want. And yet so many families, if I start mentioning names, there would be too many to count this morning. We want to say you're the heroes of WCF. We want to say we're proud of every one of you today. 
And the Mordecai, what he had done is he exemplified that spirit to Esther. And although he wasn't her biological father, but he sure acted like one and sure treated her as such. He was faithful to the true heart of God who adopts the orphan. He had no daughter and was given a father's heart for the one that he had adopted. He operated in the gifts with incredible wisdom, and he imparted that to, to Esther, and he knew the secret of whom the daughter was and charged her not to reveal her real identity. He received the ear in the favor of his adopted daughter who was taken from her into his destiny, and he watched over that charge daily as he would check to see if there was any news. He worked behind the scenes to faithfully serve that little one, and he also had a position with the gates of the kingdom as a spiritual doorkeeper. And when he discovered an evil plot that the, against the king, he had the courage to expose it and was never notified by it, was never recognized by it, and he did it even without reward. He bravely, loyally, refusing to put honored men on pedestals, but instead held the worship in the reverence to God. And we can see that happening in the families even here in WCF today. Of all these fathers, they give us hope. They give us hope to the generations to come to keep the teachings of Jesus, to live dedicated and devoted lives to our Heavenly Father, to believe and trust that revival, that the gifts of the Spirit and an unparalleled and unprecedented move of God is going to hit the community of Windsor that is not going to only impact the city, it's going to impact the province, it's going to impact the nation. And I believe this not just in words that I'm speaking to you, because I believe that when Jesus changed the water into wine, and after they had given it all, they said, man, you know, they, they always give the weaker, they always give the less inferior wines at the end when the people have well drunk. But Jesus didn't operate that way, but he saved the best to last. And to every one of you in this church today, you're the best. And God saved you for this last time, for this last hour, and for this last moment in history today. And we're going to exemplify the works that Jesus said that I do, shall you do, and greater works because I go to the Father. This is a generation of men. This is a generation of women. They're going to operate in everything that God says because of an open heaven because of the generosity that you have shown has positioned you now for the kingdom of God to go in in these last days and proclaim to a lost, to a broken world that Christ is the way. He is the hope of the world and the local church is the answer for the cities today to rise up and be blessed so that your families can be blessed, your children can be blessed, your grandkids and great-grandkids, just like Abraham, all the way down to Ephraim and Manasseh. That's the way it's going to be in the kingdom of God. Let's all stand.